The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And that is exactly what Christmas is all about. A very good Friday morning to you, December 22nd, 7 a.m. Brendan and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on our last work day before Christmas. Oh, Brenda, all the memories of my childhood just came flooding back right there, watching that Charlie Brown special. Linus doing the reading, it just warms my heart. I'm I'm just touched by that. I did a little research on that episode. It uh, debuted December 9th, 1965. Oh. 45% of all television viewers watched the show that night. No kidding. Yeah, 45% of all the TV. Imagine that today. 45% of all the TVs were tuned into one program. The executives at CBS thought it was going to be a disaster. They thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. And it was met with great critical review. Obviously, people watched it. People are still watching it. So yeah, that that uh, story really resonates even today. It's just amazing. I mean, I'm I'm getting a little choked up. Yeah, 45% of households, that's like bigger than the Super Bowl. Could you imagine that, a cartoon bringing in that many viewers? 45% of the TV sets. It, it preempted the Munsters, by the way. Oh, well, you know it's a big then when you preempted the Munsters. So, oh, well, we've got a great show on the morning blend. I, I was kind of getting my, my work done yesterday. And has this ever happened to you? I can't believe this happened because I was, uh, wrapping a gift and I found two security on two items that I had bought at the same time two security tags that is still wild. on them I, I, I got I walked right out of the store I had no idea so now I don't know how I'm going to go back into the store today <laughs> and show them that I bought these items but the security tag is still on there I, I bet it's not uncommon I bet it's not uncommon for that to happen. It just goes to show you how secure their security system is, though. Mm, that makes mm, me makes wonder. Makes me wonder. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I'm just going to, you know, just chalk it up. One you, of those things I can receipt, do on the way though, home. Right? I absolutely you do sure? have the receipt. Okay. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> though, my son was with me. He was laughing. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little digging through the receipts because there might be a few. 
that I have to get oh, through to okay. try to find the right okay. one. But nonetheless, you know, today and tomorrow are those real big preparation days for Christmas. My big thing, especially tomorrow morning, and I'm just going to give the warning to the kids right now. I love to to, to prepare my home by cleaning really, really well. It's it's We're not having guests over. It's just our family. But there is something about, well, they say, what is it? Cleanliness next to godliness. That I feel that's just really an important way to set the stage in the house for this coming uh, coming of the Savior. I don't want him to see my dirty dishes. Well, just remember, Jesus was born in, in, a, in a stable, so it yes. didn't have to be that clean. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, those those beautiful comparisons about, you know, how Christ born in a in a stable and laid in the manger with all of the muck. That's the way that he enters our lives. Right. The, it, all the, the muck and the sin and everything in our hearts. And yet Jesus chooses to come and be with us. And he so, makes it clean. I'm not going to get everybody too worked up about it. You're right, though. Uh, but I do want to, I like, it's almost like a, yeah, just that preparation. If they get worked up, you can come over and clean my house. How about that? Oh, oh okay. My it gift to you. Good. My gift oh, to thank you. you. Uh, my, our typical is uh, I, I set the time in the morning. Like, okay, everybody, just relax this morning. No requirements. But we'll say at 11 o'clock, I need one hour from everybody. And then everybody takes a room, family room, kitchen, living room. I'll do the stairwell, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, with five of us working for one hour, I mean, you think about how much work you can do in five hours. So that, that's a blessing to have free labor uh, by having lots of kids. <laughs> well, that's the way they, they do it around the farms. Right? Yes. Used Everybody's to. got yeah. your chore to do. And so, uh, so many things. Well, I'll tell you, before we get to that, though, many people beginning their their holiday preparations, maybe heading into work, just trying to get everything done. We would love to get you to work just feeling phenomenal and Today on the show, we've got a great show coming up. I think up. we do. Wow. I mean, we are going to be going all over the world to celebrate Christmas today. We most certainly are. We've got an interview coming up from Rome. And then uh, Bishop Peter's going to be joining us to really wrap all of this together with a really big, beautiful red Christmas bow and get us ready for the Christmas celebration. And we started with peanuts. So, I mean, what a way to really do the last show, the last official show we have before Christmas on Monday. So, and wrap up Advent. It's been a great Advent, too. For sure. So, we do have a great show today. We're going to get things started with Advent music from Matt Marr, Maranatha. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Good grief. Come let us go to the house of the Lord, the kingdom of God in the city of man. A place for all races, a place where your graces dwell in our hearts in the
Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Matt Marr and Maranatha. 710 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, wrapping up this Advent, getting you ready for Christmas. And we'll be celebrating Christmas in Italy. Yeah, we're going all the way across the pond to talk with Deacon Justin Echevarria, and we'll find out all about the preparations that are going on in the Vatican for Christmas. Plus, we'll check your wet and rainy weather forecast with some spots of sunshine in there next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app. From Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
7.13 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. The rain has arrived, and we'll see plenty of it before 10 o'clock. Then they'll start to taper off in the afternoon. That snow level falling from 5,200 feet down to 2,500 feet. High this afternoon, 46. The chance of rain, 100%. Tonight, some isolated showers early, then patchy fog. The snow level continues to fall, and the low could be around the freezing mark tonight, Brenda. Wow, so yeah. bundle up. And tomorrow, fog before 1 o'clock, otherwise mostly cloudy, high bouncing up to 40. Currently 41 degrees at St. Stanislaus Catholic Church here in Portland. And a balmy 58 degrees at the North American College at the Vatican in Rome. We all have our traditions as we head into this Christmas season. Ways that we gather with our family, unique celebrations that we're so excited to be able to partake in. Well, for our friend Deacon Justin, he's on Christmas break there in Rome, but he's got some bigger plans and preparations underway. Joining me this morning, all the way from his dormitory in the Eternal City, our good friend Deacon Justin. Good morning and good evening, Deacon. Yeah, buongiorno and buonasera. So we are, at the time that we are recording this, we're figuring out you are nine hours ahead of us and you are there in Rome. Give us a little bit of a feel of what it's like to be at these end days of Advent entering into the Christmas city there in Rome. What is it like there? Yeah, it's crazy how we're already, I mean, we're already in Advent and uh, well into Advent and Christmas is literally less than a week away um it's really great because uh well because in italy they don't have you know in this in the states we have sort of uh we have plenty of time to prepare because you have halloween then you have thanksgiving and then you have all the decorations that come out but for italy because they don't have thanksgiving right after halloween once it's in november boom the lights go up all over the place rome is starting to light up um so during the month of november when you're walking to class you see them the italians like outside their coffee shops and stores putting up the lights. So um, by December, when I'm walking to class, now you see all the lights that are up, the Christmas decorations. Um, it's really beautiful. The city just really, really lights up. It's, I mean, it's just like it's in the US, Christmas is huge in Italy, especially in Rome. Uh, in particular, uh, in, in the Vatican every year, uh, in St. Peter's Square, they always have a special, uh, and it looks different every year, but a special nativity scene. Um, and different people contributed to it. The people who set it up, it, it varies each year. So I've seen, I've seen some kind of like, you know, funny looking ones. And I've also seen like this year, it's actually a very beautiful nativity scene. It's, um, it's, it's, it's inspired by St. Francis of Assisi. So it's a, it's a nativity scene as you'd see with Mary and Joseph and the animals, but you have also other fig- figures there that are Franciscans. And it's modeled after a nativity scene in another part of Italy where uh, Francis, St. Francis did a lot of work. So it's very, it's a very beautiful, and it makes sense, you know, during the papacy of, Pope Francis. Um, other than that, uh, the lights in the city, the, the nativity scene, um, here at the North American College, uh, every hall in the dorm, we all decorate our hall in different styles. Uh, we have a big Christmas party at the end before break, before everyone leaves for vacation. Um, our, our refectory or our cafeteria has a big Christmas tree that the, the new year, the, the, the first year guys, The tradition there is they decorate it. So after dinner one night, we break up, uh, they break up the hot chocolate and they just decorate the tree. Um, It's just a really great time. And even we have lights on our building that say Buon Natale, Merry Christmas. Uh, So it's just, um, it just, just like kind of in the U.S. It's just in, just in an Italian way, it, it puts you in a very festive mood. 
Dake and Justin, when you headed back for your school year and for you, your graduation, you are, are entering this kind of last year of seminary and preparing for your ordination. Were there some, did it take a little while to get back into the groove after having spent the year there at Christ the King? Or do you feel like you were ready to get back and to really prepare for your ordination through this year? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was, I mean, it was very hard to leave the parish, which I've been told it's a very good sign for your vocation. Um, but, you know, it was, I was, I was, it was very bittersweet to say goodbye, but I knew, hey, I, I have to go, I have to go back to seminary. As one senior side told me, it was obedience that took you to Christ the King and obedience is going to call you back uh, to Rome uh, and to seminary. But, um, and, and coming back, it was a little different. Because even though I'm one of I'm the senior seminarian, basically the, the deacon class is like the seniors. But when you come back, it's I've been gone for a year or so. Half the house is new. The first and second year guys, I don't really know outside the Portland guys. So it was I tried to do my best to get to know them, um, get to, you know, really um, introduce myself. Hey, I'm Deacon Justin from Portland. I was gone for a year. But, you know, what, what's your name? Where are you from? Um, half the faculty was also new. Uh, so it was just a lot, of, a lot of new faces. So it was a different transition. But um, but I had friends who were also on pastoral year from my original class who stayed with me. So that made the transition uh, easier when they came back too. Um, and then the transition going back to class was a little tough because it's like, oh, I was in a, in a parish for a year and I was learning. It was just different. It was outside of the academic environment. But uh, I remember it was that was probably the craziest transition was being back in the classroom with lectures and papers to write and final exams after Christmas break. So it's just like, whoa, this is okay. We're back. We're back in the swing of things. And then on top of that, you have, when you're a deacon, you have, okay, I have to prepare for priestly ordination. Yeah. Speaking of priestly formation, now many people, and especially kids who are in high school and college, they look through their four years of, of their education and culminates in graduation. Now, this is the culmination of many more years of education and you're not going to graduate you will be ordained and you are making those preparations now. Kind of what are some of the ways that you're beginning to look towards that day when you'll be back here in the Archdiocese of Portland with Archbishop Sample, surrounded by your friends and family, preparing for your ordination? Yeah, it's funny. When I was when I was leaving Christ the King, one of the uh, parishioners uh, was kind enough. Uh, this parishioner gave me a, uh, a couple of gifts. One of them was a, was a book to read that I really enjoyed, but it was also um, uh, this person gave me a card and it said uh father justin on there uh, th this person knew i was deacon justin they said you know deacon justin doesn't quite fit i can't wait for you to be father justin so that was i think the first time for me where i was like okay this is the reality very soon um yeah it's just been i mean it's it's um coming back to rome i mean you had like the logistical preparations so um you had you know as soon as we got back my friends and I went to a place called Gamarelli to go get our vestments customized oh, to get ready, yes. the chasubles. Uh, so it was like funny putting it on. And you're like, wow, I look like a priest. <laughs> and then we also have practice chapels in the seminary here. So they encourage the deacons do do practice mass. And it has a like that has a, it's a chapel with a big mirror. So you can actually see yourself what you look like and you can record yourself if you want to chant. So you just you have these physical signs that remind you that this is not forever. This is coming. This is what you're going to look like and sound like as a priest. Um, and of course, again, more fun things like, you know, I, I bought a travel mask kit, a small little backpack with a little like kind of a mini mask kit when I want to travel as a priest and celebrate mass. If I can't at a church, like in an Airbnb or a hotel room, um, getting a chalice customized 
um, because then we, you bring the chalice back and Archbishop Sample will consecrate it uh, when you present it to him um, as you know, our, our, our spiritual father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I look forward to, to, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I look forward to working with Archbishop um, as a, as a priest, but also as a spiritual son. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny right now. I, um, there's this, this interesting question that's going around the internet right now among young men. It's, it's a little silly, but uh, that I stumbled across one time that um, where men are being asked, how often do you think about the Roman empire? Exactly. There's yes. like this, this internet. So if you turn that, turn that question and just ask, how often do you think about ordination? I guarantee you all the deacons here, especially myself, would tell you, yeah, every day. Like every you think day. about the ordination mass, the first mass, which is the next day, and what that's going to look like, and the reception, and the emotions, even though, you know, a good friend of mine, Father Randy Huang, told me it's going to be like, he basically told me like, you, just wait, it's going to be crazy um, and very emotional. <laughs> There's going to be tears, I know, but a lot of excitement, a lot of joy, and a lot of gratitude for this whole journey. Oh, well, we are just so grateful to be able to walk with you just a little ways on this journey. And Deacon Justin, I can't imagine a better place other than with our families this holiday season than to be there in Rome. It's been wonderful to talk with you. And there's so much more I want to know about what's happening, especially as you move into these final months uh, before your ordination. I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Yeah, sounds great. 723 at Mater Dei Radios, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and we will be praying for Father Justin, or Deacon Justin, Mm -hmm. becoming Father Justin, and we want to pray for you too. We've got our great prayer warriors standing by to hear from you with those prayer requests. We know this time of year, you're probably missing somebody that uh, may may have gone on, and we would love to pray for you, pray for those intentions as well. Just share them with us. You can go online to materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app and you'll see that little pray button just click that share your intention and we'll start praying right away for you and your intentions here at Mater Day Radio support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members including Dr. Mark Bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. 
They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Monterey Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And Portland leaders are expressing great frustration with the latest news coming out of our houseless neighbors. We'll tell you more about that next. All right. And Catholic Charities of Oregon really feeling some pressure in trying to provide services for refugees, and they're asking the community to join them in helping. I'll have that story for you as well. Here's Sarah Hart, Joy in These Bones. And you are listening to Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Joy, joy, joy in me. 
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Sarah Hart. Joy in these bones. J-O-Y, Jesus are yearning. It's 730. And in your news this hour, government officials are calling on Catholic Charities of Oregon to resettle more refugees in the Portland area and furnishings for the new households in short supply. Peter Vins of the Refugee Services Program at Catholic Charities said they're low on furniture at their warehouse and have a lot of apartment setups coming in January. They're asking the community if you have good furniture to donate to please connect with them. Now, spokesman for Catholic Charities Ed Longwa points out these families are escaping Russian attacks in Ukraine, fleeing the Taliban, and dangerous regimes in places like Central African Republic. In many cases, he said, the families coming to us risk their lives to help American initiatives. Portland leaders are expressing deep frustration in the wake of a devastating report that reveals homeless deaths in 2022 had the highest count in more than a 10-year history. According to the latest Domicile Unknown report released by Multnomah County this week, 315 people who were experiencing homelessness died on Portland streets last year. Not only is this the highest figure ever recorded since numbers were first tracked annually, it represents an all-time high of fentanyl-related deaths at 91. That figure represents a 74% increase of the 123 total overdose deaths. Last week, Governor Tina Kotek, Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland, and Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson called for an emergency declaration to deal with fentanyl. Though Vega-Peterson says the county is coordinating with the city on the issue, fellow County Commissioner Sharon Mirren released a letter yesterday saying she hasn't seen any progress on it. She decried the failure to intervene, to take this seriously, the things we could have and should have been doing. Mirren and Vega-Peterson ran against each other for county chair last year. Auxiliary Bishop Frank Schuster of Seattle has been appointed to key roles with Catholic Charities Organization in the Archdiocese of Seattle. On December 20th, Bishop Schuster was named Arch by Archbishop Paul Aitchen as his representative and chair of the Boards of Trustees for Catholic Community Services and Catholic Housing Services of Western Washington and the Catholic Charities Foundation. Upon his appointment, Bishop Schuster said, caring for the vulnerable among us and treating them with the dignity they deserve is something I'm very passionate about. Michael Rakart, CEO of Catholic Community Services and Catholic Housing Services, expressed great gratitude to Archbishop Aitchen for appointing Bishop Schuster to the chair of the Board of Trustees. Days after two women were killed at the Catholic parish in Gaza with local authorities pinning blame on the Israeli Defense Forces, Israel's Vatican ambassador has denied any intentional wrongdoing and has hit back against allegations of inflicting willful harm. Back on December 16th, mother and daughter Nadia and Samir were shot and killed on the grounds of the Holy Family Parish in Gaza, and the convent belonging to the Missionaries of Charity attached to the parish was also hit, destroying the generator used to power medical equipment, aiding 59 disabled persons in their care. In the wake of the incident, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem issued a fiery statement pinning the blame on Israeli military and saying the women had been killed in cold blood. 
Speaking to the Catholic news site Crux, Raphael Schultz, Israel's ambassador to the Holy See, said it might be true that the women were shot by IDF forces, although this has not been 100% established. But even if it is true, this has not been done with malice or intentionally. It was a mistake like others during this war. Nike is following through with plans to tighten their bottom line and announced a $2 billion cost cost-cutting and restructuring strategy on Thursday. The plan is meant to support future growth, but appears to signal deep workforce cuts. This announcement comes weeks after Nike implemented a round of layoffs and an internal email that told Nike employees to expect various organizational changes in the coming months. The sportswear giant reported modest second quarter revenue growth of 1%, but with a drop of 4% in sales in Nike's largest region, North America. It is not yet clear how much of the 15,500 workers in the Portland and Southwest Washington area will be affected by any coming layoffs. In sports, Oregon State and Washington State have come to an agreement in principle with the 10 departing Pac-12 universities that will end ongoing litigation related to control of the conference. The 12 universities announced yesterday. The agreement comes in the wake of the Washington State Supreme Court's decision last week not to review a lower court's decision that granted control of the Pac-12 Board of Directors to OSU and WSU. As part of the agreement, the 10 departing schools will forfeit an undisclosed portion of revenue distributions over the 2023-2024 school year and have provided specific guarantees against potential future liabilities. The departing school says they'll work out the final details in the coming days. The drama could be in Okay. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt I'm, I was going to say, uh, you know, I don't think so. As of right now, it seems like the two parties working together, it's when they get in a fight that things will really get interesting. Well, let's focus. A week from today, the Beavs are in the Sun Bowl to take on Notre Dame. Oh, look okay, at let's, let's look at that. that. Let's look at what's going on on the field. <laughs> Our parish priests can often become the unsung heroes of our diocese. These priests give of themselves humbly every day, but the demands on our priests seem to swell during holy days and holy seasons. While many of us may enjoy time off of work or school during Christmas and New Year's, this is when our priests are extra busy tending to us, their flock. Now, perhaps this Christmas tide, you might want to give your priest some Christmas cheer. While monetary gifts are always generous, there are many other ways that you can give that will be deeply appreciated by your priest. Here's a couple of ideas for you. How about cooking or sending them a meal? I was just thinking about this. Just a, a, a freeze a plate for them so that way at a future time, they'll have a nice meal waiting for them. Participate of yourself at the parish level. Our priests go above and beyond making themselves readily available and doing all they can to promote special events at church, especially during the big liturgical season. This season, consider making time in your own busy schedule to attend parish events. Keep an eye on the bulletin for extra mass times, visiting speakers, nights of praise and adoration, and additional confession slots. You can also look so many liturgical ministers are needed. How often do you hear in, in announcements, 
We are need of Eucharistic ministers, electors for all of the various masses. Remember, we've got Sunday morning masses and then Christmas Eve masses into Christmas Day. I think I heard some priests saying five masses on Sunday. Well, Father Martin King, who celebrated Mass for us Wednesday here at Matra Day Radio, told told us, and he's my pastor, seven masses. Seven masses. celebrating seven masses. So yes. that's a marathon. <laughs> so perhaps then maybe while they might be tired, though, offer them a seat at the dinner table on mm. Christmas. Maybe once everything is done, who doesn't enjoy a little Christmas cheer? If you have space at the table, consider inviting your parish priest to your family celebration or any surrounding events that you might have during these weeks off. And pray for them. Pray for them. Absolutely. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. A couple of good events coming up this evening. Tonight at 7 o'clock is Praise and Worship Music with Daniel Oberreiter at Queen of Peace Christian Bookstore in Vancouver. This is a free will offering event. Also at 7 o'clock on this side of the river, Catholic Friendship Group has having their Christmas potluck and game night at St. Brigida's Catholic Church here in Portland. Tonight will be a potluck and they're going to be playing their games the Catholic Friendship Group is for single Catholics ages 40 to 60 who are looking to grow in faith and fellowship. And remember, you can find details on these and so many more events. Just head over to our community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Would those be reindeer games? <gasps> oh, I hope so. <laughs> well, what kind of games are they playing at the Vatican for Christmas? We'll find out when Brenda continues her conversation with Deacon Justin Echevarria. That's next after we check the crazy weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com. 
or 503-645-6665. Beginning this January, Mater Dei Radio presents Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is coming soon to Catholic Radio. Starting January 1st, encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 742 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little bit of rain on the bridge this morning. Going to see those showers until about 10 this morning. Then they'll start to dissipate. And through the afternoon, we'll see that snow level drop from 5,200 feet down to 2,500 feet. High this afternoon, 46. And then tonight, some isolated showers, patchy fog. Snow level continues to fall down to 2,000 feet. And the low continues to fall. Could be around freezing by the time you wake up tomorrow morning. Then we'll see some fog, otherwise cloudy tomorrow with a high only 40. Currently, it is 42 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 40 at Holy Redeemer Parish in North Portland. And I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is joining us all the way from beautiful eternal city of Rome. He's joining us to talk a little bit about how they're celebrating Christmas in Rome and also what's coming up for him as he heads into these final months before his ordination. Deacon Justin, thanks so much for staying with me today. Yeah, it's always great to be here. Here at Mater Day Radio, it seems like every day somebody else is bringing something sweet for us to eat and thanking us. There in Rome during this time of year, is there any special traditional foods that the bakeries all have or that is that is that kind of goes around that only happens in Italy during Christmas season? That's a good question. I'll have to do, I'll have to actually do some digging on there. I know there's uh there's special uh like sweet bread called uh, I think it's called panacote. Uh, kind of like, oh, like a fruit like cake. Fruit cake. It's kind of like the Italian sure. version. Um, to be to be honest, if you want to get good pastry, you go to France, not Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, that yeah, but I mean, but you'll have I mean you but you also have because Rome especially is more of an international city now. You'll still find it's easy to find hot chocolate and and candy canes and and uh, just a lot and cookies. You know, a lot of sweets. Um, but it's just it's like it's it's. It's great being here, I will say, but it's, you know, I, I do miss home and I and oh. I can't wait to finally have another Christmas at home when that, and that time will come soon. Oh, no doubt. And in that time that you've been back in Rome for this uh, academic year, have you had an opportunity to attend mass with Pope Francis or any of his Angelus addresses or Wednesday audiences? Yes, I um, unfortunately, because I'll be gone. Uh, I won't have the opportunity. Some some guys could sign up to Deacon Mass, Christmas Eve Mass with him, uh, with Pope Francis. So some of my friends are actually going to be doing that, uh, the guys who stay in Rome during, mm. during um, uh, Christmas. But when I did get back, I um, I did go to a Wednesday audience uh, with the with the soon-to-be guys getting ordained deacons. And Pope Francis did come up to us. It was, it was different this time because he's older and he was in a wheelchair. Um, but you know, he had his smile and he came to our group. We had a big uh, group photo with him and he just kept saying, pray for me and in broken English, but you know, pray for me, pray for me. And you know, it's, it's always, it's always, a, a it's always a gift to be able to get so close to him because then you mm. get to see the human side of him and the cross that he carries 
that is the papacy. I mean, but um, yeah, it was it was great to be at least have that opportunity. And actually, funny enough, um, I brought a few artifacts from fr- that friends had given me back at Christ the King that were blessed by Pope Francis. Oh. Uh, funny enough, actually, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, one of the kids, one of the families at Christ the King, they have uh, this little. Uh, they made their own like currency in their family, uh, like this money that like when the kids are good, they get these little like kind of like a like a ticket at a card at a carnival or something like in Catholic grade school. So like you get this kind of money. And uh, when you rack up enough, enough of these, these like bills, you get a special prize. So uh, the, the daughter of, of this family, when I was visiting them uh, after their, their brother, the youngest brother got baptized, uh, their daughter gave me it. She's in third grade at Christ the King. And she said, can you give this to Pope Francis? It's just like a little, it was like a little like paper money with the family's name on there. And um, I brought it with me to the audience. I couldn't give it to Pope Francis, but huh. he did bless us and all the things we had. So I have it with me still. Oh. Um, and I did I did text the mom saying, hey, this was actually bringing this back to you. So I'll, I'll bring it back to you when I come back to Oregon. But this was blessed by Pope Francis. This is a special one. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's that's that's. That's, That's perfect. So far. <laughs> well, enjoy this wonderful time of year. You're going to have a little bit of travel for your Christmas break. And then when you get through the year, what do you have coming up then in these last few months uh, before your ordination? What kinds of things will you be studying and working on there at school? Sure. So when we get back from break, we'll have basically two weeks of the semester left. And then we go into uh, <laughs> finals, final exams. Um, and then once, uh, and then uh, at the end of that period, Archbishop Sample will actually be uh, coming to Rome to travel with the Portland guys. We do a, we, we travel specifically as a diocese every year after finals. And it's a newer tradition that Archbishop joins us. So um, we're planning to go with him to Lisieux, France, mm. to see St. Therese. Um, and then after that, uh, so it'll be great to, you know, get to spend time with our spiritual father. Um, after that, we then continue the second semester um, and Lent and the last thing I have to prepare for priesthood is uh, during Holy Week, the deacons have what's called a canonical retreat. So we we are we are um, in canon law, the law of the church. We uh, uh, a, cler- a clergyman, uh, the deacons and priests are asked to take a a retreat every year, which is good. You, you retreat from the world, pray, spend time to kind of re- refocus and um, in the spiritual life. Uh, but this one is specifically catered towards preparing for the priesthood, uh, which I'm, which again, it's in March. And by that, by that time, you're like, okay, three months left. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even actually as of now, it's uh, 185 days. <laughs> Who's counting? Okay. Um, no, not you. You're not counting at all. I can understand that. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's what's coming down. And then basically we finish the semester and then guys leave to get ordained. We, mm-hmm. we, we, um, we come back next year, but it's, we're coming back to you as priests. And um, it, so it'll be great. It'll be, I'm excited for it. And and again, I, I mentioned a few times, but it'll be cool to have two other uh, brothers being ordained with me in the cathedral that day. Um, a deacon, deacons, Brent Dershman and James Ladd. Uh, and I, I just ask that anyone who's listening, uh, pray for them too. They're, they're, they're good men and good brothers. Oh, and we will continue to keep you also in our prayers. Deacon Justin Echeverria with us today. Thank you so much. Deacon Justin, before we go today, during this Advent season, as we lead into Christmas, will you end us in a prayer and your deacon's blessing? Absolutely. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather together to continue working in the mission that is the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon that began when Jesus commissioned his apostles, which wouldn't have happened without a very important event in human history, the incarnation. When your mother said yes to be, to be your mother, when she carried you and gave birth to you in a stable because you are the humble Lord and you teach us to be humble every single day. I ask that you bless every person who's listening. Fill us with the graces that we need, especially the grace of joy and gratitude and peace in the coming Christmas days. And we ask all this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Prayers for you, Deacon Justin. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. 751 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we know what's going on in Rome. What's happening in Portland? The Festival of Lights, the oh, Grotto's Christmas mm-hmm. Festival of Lights in full swing. Rain or shine tonight, they're going to have a big time because kicking things off tonight, the caroling cats. What? The caroling cats. That's what it How says. How do they train those cats to sing? I, I, I would imagine a lot of catnip, a lot of catnip, <laughs> a lot of motivation there. I just wonder if they'll do that meow, 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 meow song. Well, obviously. <laughs> also, the First Baptist Church Community Choir, Blueprint Ensemble Arts, and wrapping it up will be the West Side Singers. But... You know, it's like following the Beatles. Yeah. How do, how do you uh, talk the to Carolyn? Act is just yeah, too they should good. have put them on at the end, but I guess the cats get a little, you know, <laughs> antsy there. Hey, for a complete lineup of all the choirs at the grotto and all the fun that's going on out there, including that giant Christmas tree, we've got it for you on the Hail Mary Media app and MatraDayRadio.com. We have been so privileged to be a partner with uh, Chris Blanchard and his team out at the grotto during this year's Christmas Festival of Lights. What a joy. Make sure between now and the end of the year that you you get your family out there and enjoy. It's just amazing. It is definitely Portland Christmas out there at the Grotto. And we're happy to be a part of it here at Matraday Radio. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with Deep Virtue number 82. This is called The Best Perspectives Are From the Edge. My my children were younger, my two youngest sons, Shane and Joshua. I was a ninja black belt, and I was training them to get their black belts, too. They were in high school, and 
somewhat in junior high school, and I would take them hiking at night. I used to hike every single night, uh, go out into the mountains behind my house in Southern California. You could be so alone up there so fast, not a light uh, shining anywhere. And we would go hiking at night, and we'd go up into the mountains, and, uh, and we would do our ninja training up there because a lot of the ninja training is in the dark. Um, in fact, when you, if you're ever going to get in a fight, good chances it, may, it probably will be in the dark. And so we would hike there at nighttime. And we go way up on top of this one mountain. It's called Boney Ridge in Thousand Oaks, California. And when we would get up there, there's this kind of a flat rock, and we'd go through some of our, our um, fighting techniques. And then we'd sit on that rock and just look over um, Thousand Oaks and Ventura and over into the San Fernando Valley. And you had such a perspective. Uh, and it made you realize that you've got to step out of the box sometimes in your life and get a new perspective. I'm going to challenge you to get away someplace into nature this week, get away with the Lord and spend time with him and say, God, am I really just going through a routine? Am I missing something here? What is it? Is there, is there something that I'm missing? Is there, is there a calling? Is there a new perspective I need to get from you? What Can I recreate my life in some way that gives it a new trajectory that's more um, perfectly in tune with your perfect will, God? I believe that God has a passion project for each one of us. There's something that he's calling you to that only you can do. And I'm challenging you to get away with the Lord and discover what that is. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 82. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 in the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and Santa has delivered a very special gift to Oregon. The Dungies are back. The Dungies. Mm, the Dungies. We'll tell you all about that next. And a question, and I'll get the answer from you, Pat, in news. Is it okay to write Mary X? Miss. Mm. Yeah, well, the jury is out on this one, and I'll tell you why. I'll have that for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint takes us to a small, austere cell of an abbey in Rhineland, Germany. Blessed Judah of D.C. Bodenberg may not be as well known as her pupil, mystic St. Hildegard of Beignet, but she is one of the reasons Hildegard became as holy as she was. You can read about her story back on September 17th. Judah was born in 1091 to a count in Germany. She was said to have been very beautiful and many suitors wanted her hand in marriage. When she became gravely ill, young Judah prayed that if she survived, she would lead a holy life. 
God healed her, and in response, Judah turned down all suitors in order to pursue life as an anchoress. An anchoress was God's anchor in the world. Like the anchor of a ship, she never left that one spot, ever. She literally lived locked in a cell for the rest of her days. While this sounds a bit on the extreme, it was kind of a thing to do if you were a nun coming from noble birth. The cell normally was 12 feet by 12 feet and had no more than three windows. One open to the main living area to receive her meals, another open to the sanctuary so she could receive communion, and the third open to the outside world. While in her cell, she became abbess and spent much of her time tutoring young noble women. One of these women was young Hildegard. Judah was a profound teacher and inspired her students to live holy lives. She gave Hildegard the very tools she needed to become the saint she was called to be. As any good teacher, she offered her wisdom and challenged her students with ascetic practices. Her own ascetic practices were a bit extreme, including self-flagellation. The wise woman was sought after by many for her healing prayers and wisdom. What an amazing offering of self Judah displayed. To give up marriage and a normal life, to live in a tiny cell and practice severe asceticism while pouring yourself out to teach others and serve as the leader of an abbey. It sounds extreme, but God loves extreme. If we think about all the impossible scenarios he's called people into the Bible to live through, it kind of seems like God enjoys being loved this way. Think of the faithfulness of Moses, who once was the master of the Israelite slaves, walking into Egypt to set them free. Or Mary, an unwed 14-year-old girl who was pregnant with the Christ child. Society and logic scoff at these things. It doesn't make sense in our world, but God loves to remind the world who's in charge. What seemingly impossible or countercultural thing has God set before you today? We may not be living locked in a cell, but maybe it's choosing to obey God's law when the rest of the world mocks it. Maybe it's working a ministry job that doesn't make a ton of money when the world says you need to climb the ladder of success. Maybe the impossible thing is having a child and still working your nine to five, or being a stay-at-home dad to care for your family in that capacity. We're not called to live normal lives. We're called to show the world who our God is by letting Him work His will through us. Let's offer ourselves up as St. Judah did in total surrender to his will. Blessed Judah of D.C. Bodenberg, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and some great Advent and Christmas resources, check out the Hail Mary Media app. Some good stuff there for you. And you can find out all about it at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. About 90% of those living in southern Lebanon's Christian villages have fled their homes amid the conflict between Israel and Hezbollah, according to Aid to the Church in Need, a Christian advocacy organization overseen by the Catholic Church. Hezbollah in Lebanon began attacking Israel at the border following the beginning of the conflict between Israel and Hamas in Gaza back in November. ACN reported many of the displaced Lebanese Christians have been offered safety with other families in the capital city of Beirut, but some of those families chose to return to their destroyed homes because there is a shortage of long-term shelter in certain areas of Lebanon. The Nicaraguan police arrested on Wednesday the Bishop of Sayuna, Isidoro del Carmen Mora Ortega, making him the second prelate arrested by the dictatorship headed by President Daniel Ortega and his wife, Vice President Rosario Murillo. 
The rest of Mora came a day after the bishop celebrated a mass at Matagalpa and asked people to pray for their bishop, Rolando Alvarez, who has been placed under house arrest since August of 2022 and sentenced to 26 years and four months in prison. The bishop was detained by the police while he was en route to Holy Cross Parish, located in the small town of La Cruz del Rio Grande, to confer the Sacrament of Confirmation on 230 faithful. Following his arrest, it's not known whether the bishop was taken to Matagalpa or Managua, the country's capital. A presentation by the Vancouver Police Department showed that officers are seeing an increase in call volumes with complexities, leaving gaps in police services. Vancouver Police Chief Jeff Morey expects somewhere between 86,000 to 90,000 calls in 2024. Morey added that the department is seeing an increase in calls that require more than one officer. These calls can take up to two hours, and the department's current staffing levels are too low to spread out the numbers of officers to other police services. In order to meet the current demand for police services, Vancouver police will need to increase commissioned officers as well as professional staff. This would require approximately $25 million more in annual expenses, which would need new revenue sources to support. If the Vancouver City Council decides more funding towards the police department is necessary, a proposed property tax levy may be on voter ballots in the general election next year. Well, it may be a bit late, but the commercial Dungeness crab season is now underway for a part of the Oregon coast, and I'm celebrating, and the time is Perfect for holiday meals. Can't beat having that on the menu. The Oregon Dungeness Crab Commission said the first pulls of crabs were amazing with high volume, but the second pull's not as bountiful. This season's catch is not expected to be as robust as last year's, which was the best in decades. More than 30,000 pounds of crab were pulled in last year. The season opened at Cape Foulweather, just north of Newport, south to the California border on December 16th, and the opening will extend north north to Cape Falcon on December 31st, the northernmost portion of the Oregon coast may be open by mid-January, depending on the size of the crab. Dungeness crab is usually the biggest single-species fishery for Oregon, bringing in between $33 million and $74 million annually over the last 10 years. You know how you have these certain core memories throughout your life? I've got one where we were driving south of Cannon Beach, kind of in between Cannon Beach, maybe getting, I can't remember, Rockaway or something down there. And there's this big sign on the road that said, you know, live crab. And so we were like, let's get some. And so we went down there and they actually had the crab boiling pots Mm -hmm. in the front area. And you went into the market, you purchased the crab. They took them right out there to the boiling pots for you. We sat around this fire that they had just right out there in their patio area. Just waited for them to cook our meat. We ate it right there on the on the benches. Oh, I was you're just like, me this hungry. is yeah. And it, the kids always remember that. We're like, well, now this is something we have to do every year. And with the rise in the sale of crab, the rise in the sale of butter also goes up. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
Auxiliary Bishop Frank Schuster has been appointed to key roles with Catholic charity organizations in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Bishop Schuster was named Archbishop Paul Aitchen's representative and chair of the Boards of Trustees for Catholic Community Services and Catholic Housing Services of Western Washington and the Catholic Charities Foundation. Upon his appointment, Bishop Schuster said, caring for the vulnerable among us and treating them with the dignity they deserve is something I am very passionate about. And Michael Rayshirt, CEO of Catholic Community Services and Catholic Housing Services, expect, expressed gratitude to Archbishop Aitchen for appointing Bishop Schuster to chair the Board of Trustees. In sports, well, the homestand for the Blazers continues to go very poorly. Kyle Kuzma scored 32 points, and the Washington Wizards held off the Blazers last night, 118-117 to at the Moda Center. Anthony Simon scored 22 of his 41 points for Portland in the fourth quarter. DeAndre Anton had 23 points and 10 rebounds, and Jeremy Grant had 20 points. Grant missed a driving layup at the buzzer, dropping the Trailblazers to 7-20 and on the season. Next up for Portland is a trip down to the Bay Area to take on Golden State tomorrow night. Pat, uh, before we heard Sane of the Day, I asked you if it was okay to write Xmas. Meaning I put an X in place of Christmas. And your answer is? It depends on what your motivation is. And then you added, it depends on how it's interpreted, too. Exactly. Now, growing up, I went to St. Mary's School, and the nuns that taught us said, no. And my mother always told me, do don't not, not do that. You yeah. do not put X in place of Christmas because you're taking Christ out of Christmas. Right. So, well... According to the experts, yeah, not so fast here. Mm. In fact, Daniel Payne at Catholic News Agency says, in fact, it's almost precisely the opposite. Xmas is a thoroughly Christian innovation, one meant to preserve Christ as the centerpiece of the Christmas holiday in an abbreviated form. So here's how he gets to that. And it's a little bit complex here. I'll do my best to kind of decipher this. The answer, he says, is found in translation. The Greek word for for Jesus, I can't say this, but it begins with an X and is Romanized as Christos, C-H, or K-H, right? But in the Greek, it begins with an X. Uh-huh. So the first letter is a, the X is a, a chi, that's, it's called a chi, and in Greek is, is that X. So when you write Xmas, that is abbreviation of the word Christ. In fact, he says the earliest known usage of that abbreviation is found in an 11th century portion of an Anglo-Saxon chronicle in which the unknown writer refers to the morning of Christmas and he writes the chai, the X-P-E-S, as Christmas. I still say it depends on your motivation and I mean, are you are you speaking Greek all the time? Really? <laughs> are you writing in Greek all the time? I, I think some people do it just because they don't want to write the name Christ. So it would depend on your motivation. And then how is it interpreted by the person who sees it? That's right. Yeah, for sure. And again, old habits die hard. <laughs> Those nuns told me that, Pat. I, I will not go against what a nun has told me. Listen to the nuns. <laughs> 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On December 28th at 7 o'clock p.m. is a memorial mass for the unborn and unbaptized children at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend this memorial mass for the unborn for, and for all children who have died without being baptized. It also will be offered for the healing of all who have experienced the loss of a child. Those attending are invited to bring a flower for each child being remembered. And you can find all the details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matadayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, what's going on at St. Luke Productions? We will check in with our good friend Leonardo next after we check weather at Matarday Radio. Support for Matarday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them, send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. As we inch closer into the new year, Matraday Radio's eye-catching 2024 Marian calendars are popping up in a variety of places. They're a great source of spiritual motivation to display in your home, office, shop, or anywhere you could use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. And it's easy to get yours or pick up another one. Just check out our Advent Resources page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app for your own 2024 Marian calendar featuring magnificent artwork, encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days throughout the new year. Let your friends at Matraday Radio show our appreciation for your legacy of prayerful support. Your generosity has been a tremendous blessing to us over the past 34 years. Visit our Advent Resources page now to get your own 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 
813 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Weather-wise, we got this rain hanging around this morning, but it should burn off through today as the snow level drops from 5,200 feet down to 2,500 feet, high up to 46 this afternoon, and that chance of rain at 100%. Tonight, some isolated showers, patchy fog. The snow level continues to fall down to 2,000 feet and the low around freezing tonight, bouncing back tomorrow to a high of 40 and uh, I don't know that if you're ready for some skiing, you might get some in this weekend. Very nice. Currently, though, it is 43 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church down in Salem. And 41 at St. Juan Diego Parish in Bethany. Well, it is a little chilly outside, but, you know, it's always warm in the heart of our good friend Leonardo Filippis from St. Luke Productions. They are coming off of another great year of bringing souls to Christ through the lives of the saints. Leonardo is joining us this morning to let us know a little bit about how their year is wrapping up and better yet, what they've got coming up. Good morning, Leonardo. How are you today, my friend? Oh, good morning to everyone, to you, Brenda and Pat and all the, all your listeners. God love you. Are you feeling like you, you have set yourself up now for a really true and peaceful celebration of these last few days of Advent? Because we know for Catholics, boy, when Christmas gets here, that's when the party really gets started. <laughs> yes, you know, it's been a wonderful Advent. It's been a time, you know, I think, hopefully your listeners too, all of us, it's a time of preparation, a time of uh, waiting, uh, patient, a time of reflection, and it's been that for, I know, my Pat, my wife Patty and I, just to sp- try to spend a little more time in prayer, uh, you know, to, to understand and reflect what is really the meaning of Christmas. And so, and to prepare for that, and as you said, uh, when Christmas comes, which is just very shortly here, then we can truly celebrate with our family, with, with the church, and with the world. So I think it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, it's a beautiful time. It really is. Leonardo, over the past few days, we have been talking with different people about the ways that they would celebrate in the traditional family way. And for, uh, in fact, we just talked with Deacon Echeverria, who's in Rome. He talked about some of the celebrations happening in Italy, my own Hispanic side of the family. We've got our way of celebrating. For you, you do you remember growing up a kind of a special way that you would celebrate Christmas? Well, I think... We would, you know, we would always go to church, but in my past, we would open presents usually in Christmas Eve. Ooh, that was like the that. that was the normal thing that m- most people did that we knew in the Catholic Church at that time, and so uh, and that part partly happens in the you know in the world here and there. Uh, so when I w- yeah, so we would do that, and then but then when I got married, you know, they normally did uh, presents in the morning and things like that. So um, and we were always and for all these decades, we have gone to de- uh, midnight mass. I don't know how we did it because we took all the little tiny kids <laughs> when they grew up. Uh, we just said, well, we're going to midnight mass. So we just did it. And uh, but then the kids got excited, too, to be able to do it, even though many of them were sleepy throughout the whole evening. So uh, it was uh, no, it's been a I think it's a I, I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the past things that we did, but most of them are cherished moments. Of, of, you know, having, well, just to, if we're talking about presents, but I mean, that was just my, we'd have to go in the car as little kids. And my dad said he had to go do something in the house. And <laughs> all he was doing really was bringing out the presents. So when we came back, <laughs> the presents would be there. 
So, but we had no idea what was happening and that somebody was leaving ashes and food, uh, all kinds of stuff on the fireplace, you know. Oh, so, for sure. Uh, but there was all of that. But I think, you know, it's interesting. I think as we have families and one discovers, uh, you know, new traditions that happen in other cultures, like, for instance, uh, we have done for decades the Jesse tree. I don't know if many people mm-hmm. know about that, but that's a beautiful tradition, too, where you're, uh, you know, you, you, you can make these things and we put these little, you read scripture every night, but we have little paintings that the family actually did by hand. Uh, and uh, some of them are beautiful, some of them aren't, aren't so beautiful. But, you know, you put them on, and it's a great reflection as you wait for the coming of Christmas, of the coming of Christ. So I, it's, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful reflection. And, you know, and I think, I pray that everyone can truly, because we need the Prince of Peace right now in the world. We mm-hmm. need this, our Savior, uh, this child, the mystery of this child who's going to grow up and die and then rise again, uh, you know, that he's come to save us. And I think it's so important that we reflect that Jesus is a savior. He didn't come here to fix things. A lot of times we want, you know, please heal me, please do this, get me that, get me this. But the ultimate goal is to save you, not to fix your situation. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we forget that we forget the eternal situation of heaven. Jesus came here to bring us home, and that sometimes we think too. You know, we sometimes seek too much things of the earth rather than seek the things above. So I think it's also as we reflect on all the festivities and the presents and all, the, even the traditions. Let us be mindful that he's he's the savior. He's, he's the God of salvation to free us. And so I think that's a, that'd be a, you know, I, at least that's what we've been reflected upon more and more. And that's all the saints that we perform. That's what they do. Right. You know, in fact, it is a good time to reflect as we're, you know, we just have even not only a few days until Christmas, not very long until a new year there at St. Luke Productions. Leonardo, you have had a very full year. Your plays are back in full swing. Just kind of remind our listeners how you kind of ended up this year with your different plays, especially Tolton. Well, the Tolton has been fantastic. We went, it's gone through this whole year. We're going to go into next year. Uh, Jim Coleman still wants to do. He says, "I want to do this till he's canonized." I said, "Wow, that's a Whoa. that's a heavy. <laughs> that could be a hundred. You better do your push-ups, but the thing <laughs> is to stay alive. <laughs> but the thing is, it's been great. We ended the year by going to West Virginia for the first time. Uh, the bishop wrote me and says he couldn't come, but he says I now want you to come to the whole diocese. Uh, you know, wow. we went to uh, Washington, D.C. for the first time. We went to Catholic University. The president came. The cardinal came. They were all weeping. Uh, it was uh, it was a, a beautiful, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly reaching out. We're reaching out to rich and to poor, uh, to black and to white, to all different races. We had a great thing of doing the performance up in uh, Seattle for the entire Vietnamese community. And they loved it. And so I just, and we do so many things for the kids. And, and of course, we had a grant that we went to the Seattle Archdiocese. It went to a lot of disadvantaged uh, parishes and also, you know, to schools, Catholic schools. So it's, it's really been a, a joyous time. And also, we're working on the two films, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Heart of Mercy, which is going to star Maria Vargo and Jonathan Rumi, who's, 
you know, Jesus from the Chosen. And then we have, of course, our Tolton thing, uh, our Tolton film that we're doing from the stage play. We're filming that. So those are huge projects. And, you know, and I ask people to pray for us because, you know, we're still, we're nonprofit and we're trying to hang in there. And, you know, we survive on donations just to keep all these things going and to create the new shows that we do. And my prayer is that, Brenda and Pat, that we can create more shows and uh, a younger generation can continue this into the future. Because we, we've been doing this, believe it or not, we're now going towards our 44th year. Wow. I can't believe that. And so, my gosh, that makes makes me, you know, so I got to do my push-ups, too. You, know, so. <laughs> you better do your push-ups. Now, from what I've seen on your calendar, it looks like you might be doing some plays, too, in the coming months. What do you got coming up in 2024? Well, I have, we're going to go to Mount Angel. The, they want us to come and do St. John Vianney uh, oh. for the seminarians, for the monks, and for the public. Uh, so we'll be going there, and then I'll be actually coming back again to do that in October of 2024. Again, another local tour. We're going to do a whole conference for the Knights of the uh, Holy Sepulchre, uh, their conference. And then uh, those will be... Then I'm going to be going to Arizona. I'm going to go to Toledo Diocese. They want the bishop wants me to come there for that. So I, I'm trying to hold myself off a little bit from touring for me, just because I have to finish these films. Hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of their complexity of editing them, but uh, I think it's going to be exciting. And uh, and of course, Tolton will be going around the country. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that eventually we can bring it to Rome, but we'll see. That's a whole nother story. Oh, well, but you know what? We just got to pray it. Just say, Lord, this is what we want. We want to bring Tolton to Rome next year. And we'll all pray on that for you. And, well, God's will be done. And, well, maybe we'll all take a tour of right along with you. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll go on a pilgrimage. I like it. Well, God bless you, Leonardo. Thank you so much for your time today. We wish you and all of your staff there at St. Luke Productions a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, thank you. And it's been a blessing to have been with uh, Modern Day Radio or KBBM back in the old days. Uh, all these many decades. So God bless you. God bless your work. God bless your families. And Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. 823 at Mater Radio. And as we get ready for 2024, do you have your Marian calendar? We've got one for you. If you didn't get one or you want another one, you can get one of these beautiful Marian calendars. They celebrate all of the feast days of Our Lady, and you can find out how to get one of those on the Hail Mary Media app and matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost-sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. 
What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And just ahead, could the drama in the Pac-12 be coming to an end? We'll tell you more about that development just ahead. In Catholic Charities of Oregon being asked to resettle even more refugees in the Portland area. They just don't have enough goods to be able to do that. They're asking the community to help them. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Unspoken. You've always been. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I've had good days, I've had bad days, tasted victory and defeat. I've had problems big as planets Turn to pebbles when you speak I've had nothing to my name Never lacked for anything Cause you were there with me You've been my savior, sustainer
Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and it's 8.30. Government officials are calling on Catholic Charities of Oregon to resettle more refugees in the Portland area, and furnishings for the new households are in short supply. Peter Vins of the Refugee Service Program at Catholic Charities said they are low on furniture at their warehouse and have a lot of apartment setups in January. They're asking the community, if you have good furniture to donate, please connect with them. Spokesman for Catholic Charities, Ed Longwall, points out that these families are escaping Russian attacks in Ukraine, fleeing the Taliban, and dangerous regimes in places like Central African Republic. And in many cases, the families are coming to us, risk their lives to help American initiatives. Portland political leaders are expressing deep frustration in the wake of a devastating report that reveals homeless deaths in 2022 had the highest count in its more than 10-year history. According to the latest Domicile Unknown report released by Multnomah County this week, 315 people who were experiencing houselessness died on Portland streets last year. Not only is that the highest figure ever recorded since the numbers were first tracked annually, it represents an all-time high for fentanyl-related deaths at 91. Last week, Governor Tina Kotek, Mayor Ted Wheeler, and County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson called for an emergency declaration to deal with fentanyl. Though Vega-Peterson says the county is coordinating with the city on the issue, fellow county commissioner Sharon Mirren released a letter yesterday saying she hasn't seen any progress on it. She decried the failure to intervene, to take this seriously, the things we could have and should have been doing. Mirren and Vega-Peterson ran against each other for county chair of Multnomah County last year. Nike is following through with plans to tighten their bottom line and announced a $2 billion cost-cutting and restructuring strategy on Thursday. The plan is meant to support future growth, but appears to signal deep workforce cuts. This announcement comes weeks after Nike implemented a round of layoffs and an internal email that told Nike employees to expect various organizational changes in the coming months. The sportswear giant reported modest second quarter revenue growth of 1%, but with a drop of 4% in sales in Nike's largest region, that's North America. It is not yet clear how much of the 15,500 workers in the Portland and Southwest Washington area will be affected by any layoffs. Well, it's not good to be crabby at Christmas. No! Unless we're talking about Dungeness Crab. Then it's quite (laughs) all right. (laughs) Hey, it may be a bit late, but the commercial Dungeness Crab season is underway in parts of the Oregon coast, and the timing is perfect for those holiday meals. The Oregon Dungeness Crab Commission... I'd like to get a job with those folks. Uh, They said the first pulls of the crab were amazing with a very high volume. The second pulls, not as bountiful. This season's catch is not expected to be robust as last year's, which was the best in decades with over 30,000 pounds of crab last year. Season opened from Cape Foulweather, just north of Newport, south to the California border on December 16th. The opening will extend north to Cape Falcon on December 31st, and then for the northernest portion of the coast should open up about mid-January, depending on the size of the crab. 
About 90% of those living in southern Lebanon's Christian villages have fled their homes amid the conflict between Israel and Hezbollah, according to Aid and the Church in Need. Hezbollah in Lebanon began attacking Israel at the border following the beginning of the conflict between Israel and Hamas in Gaza back in October. ACN reported many of the displaced Lebanese Christians have been offered safety with other families in the capital city of Beirut, but some of those families chose to return to their destroyed homes because there is a shortage of long-term shelter in certain areas of Lebanon. In sports, Oregon State and Washington State have come to an agreement in principle with the 10 departing Pac-12 universities that will end ongoing litigation related to the control of the conference, the 12 universities announced yesterday. The agreement comes in the wake of the Washington State Supreme Court's decision last week not to review a lower court's decision that granted control of the Pac-12 board of directors to Oregon State and Washington State. As part of the agreement, the 10 departing schools will forfeit an undisclosed portion of revenue distributions over the rest of the 2023-24 school year and have provided specific guarantees against potential future liabilities. The departing school says they'll work out the final details in the coming days. Our parish priests can often become the unsung heroes of our diocese. These fathers give of themselves humbly each day, but the bands on our priests seem to swell during the holy days and holy seasons. While many of us may enjoy time off of school or work during Christmas and New Year's, this is when our priests are extra busy by tending to us, their flock. So perhaps this Christmas tide, you might want to give your priest some Christmas cheer. While monetary gifts are always generous, there are many other ways, too, that get, you can do to give and be deeply appreciated by the recipient. Here's a few ideas you might consider. How about cooking a meal and sending him a meal? How That's about some Dungeness crab? Dungeness crab. That <laughs> might be a very tasty treat. I know that the priests get inundated with sweets right now. I think they welcome those too. So whatever you can give them to kind of just give for what and they get home from a long day, they've got something to eat. Participate at the parish. I think this is an excellent idea. This season, consider making time in your own busy schedule to attend parish events. Keep an eye on your bulletin for mass times, visiting speakers, where you'll be able to volunteer during the liturgies of these upcoming Christmas masses. And then lastly, we'll pull up a seat at Christmas dinner for them. Who doesn't enjoy some Christmas cheer? So if you have space at the table, considering inviting your parish priest to your family celebration of Christmas dinner or any other event that you might have surrounding these days. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning January 5th, it is the annual Priesthood Discernment Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton, a weekend of prayer, reflection, and conversation with Archbishop Alexander Sample for single men ages 18 to 50. Men interested in attending the retreat should contact their pastor for a registration form. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we've had Christmas all over the world. We started in Rome, and we're going to wrap it up in South Africa. Yes, our own Bishop Peter Smith joins us next. Brenda has a great conversation about what Christmas is like in, in South Africa and here in Portland as well after we check that wet and rainy forecast next. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 839 at Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. That rain is back, but it should disappear and taper off a little bit as we work our way through the morning. And then the snow level will be dropping down from 5,200 feet to 2,500 feet through the day today. High only reaching 46. Tonight, uh, rain back patchy fog snow level continues to drop down to 2,000 feet uh, increasing clouds in the low tonight Brenda could go below freezing Whoa. so bundle up For tomorrow's sure. high only 40 okay well currently it is 42 degrees at the proto-cathedral of saint james the greater in vancouver and 41 at saint luke school and catholic church in woodburn Families are already gathering as Christmas is just three days away. And we all have our traditional ways to celebrate this feast day. In my own home, the baby Jesus will finally be placed in the nativity scene. And that's how traditions are year after year after year. So how can we this year be different and see the coming of the Christ child in a new light? Joining me this morning to help us see with new eyes the Christmas celebration is our Auxiliary Bishop for the Archdiocese of Portland, Bishop Peter Smith. Good morning, Bishop Peter. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, Brenda, and good morning to all those of you who are listening to this broadcast in whatever way you are. Uh, It's great to be with you today. We are so very honored to have you join us today. In fact, Bishop Peter, yesterday on the Morning Blend, we talked about Christmas traditions around the world. Did you have any special traditions growing up in South Africa for Christmas? Well, one thing that's very different uh, that we had in South Africa was that the seasons are opposite. So Christmas (sighs) is midsummer. Right. So no snow. The only the only white thing about Christmas for us was beach sand, and what we would do is we would uh, go to the late Christmas Eve mass at our local parish, and then uh, so that's like the family mass was 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 later than they normally are here, but we would go go to mass, come home, and then uh, go to bed, and then get up in the morning, open gifts, and have Christmas breakfast, and then uh, we would gather at usually. 
one of my aunt's houses. We would go down there and gather. And so uh, usually it's my dad had two sisters. They would be there. My mother had a sister. And so we'd, we'd do uh, like a, a very, very fancy Christmas lunch. And mm-hmm. then people would go their ways. For us, that would mean we would go down to the beach. Uh, we had a little place on the beach. My parents had a little cottage there. So we'd go there for a few days between Christmas and New Year. But uh, the Christmas season, it was uh, usually pretty, pretty hot. Wow. So lunch was a little different. They, they was generally was the food was wonderful, but it was much more sort of uh, prepared cold cuts and things like that. And then the other thing that we as the kids just loved, we had fruitcake, which everybody, they make it a little different there in South Africa. They soak all the fruit in the brandy for months before they make the cake. So you don't make the cake and then put alcohol on it. You soak it and it's in the cake. And it, So we love that. And then the other thing is Christmas pudding, which was a sort of English plum pudding that was steamed. And it looked a little like fruitcake. And we would put... Uh, sherry on it and then light it and then you eat it with brandy sauce and ice cream. Oh my goodness, as kids, <laughs> we just loved it. <laughs> well, I could see how after all of that brandy, Christmas celebrations were always a good time growing up for you there in South Africa. All of these beautiful traditions that we have year after year. And in fact, I used to tell my kids when they were growing up that Christmas, remind them that it's Jesus' birthday. That's what we're getting together for. But because he's not here, we give birthday presents to each other. But for kids, they grow up. So how can we approach this Christmas in a new way? Well, part of it is preparation and part of it's follow up for us. And my family, we were all all altar servers or involved that way. So we were very much involved in the celebrations up to and including Christmas. My mother uh, was a convert to Catholicism. She was raised in an Anglican and Presbyterian household. So she was very, very good at, at doing doing little things that would remind us of Christmas or the season of the church year. And we would always have in our evening meals, we would conclude with a uh, time of prayer I was led by my parents. But during Advent, we would always have the Advent calendar and we'd open it and we do little readings. So we were focusing on the coming of Jesus. So that was always, uh, for us growing up, was very helpful. So we're coming to the end of the Advent season. Last year, we had Advent as the longest possible Advent we could have. And we were making up for it this year by having the shortest possible Advent we could have. But one of the things I've noticed here, and uh, particularly, is on the December the 26th, in some places, you see Christmas trees out on the street by dumpsters. Right. And what it shows is the, 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 the secularization of our culture has turned this into, okay, Christmas is over, now we're on to the next thing. And so you look at that and say, wait a minute, you know, you've missed the whole uh, liturgical side of it. So we have a season of Advent in which we prepare, we put out the Advent wreath, we do these other things. So like we have an Advent wreath on our dinner table, and every night as part just before grace, we say a little prayer and light the candles. So it's a reminder that we're in this particular season of the church year. So you do those things to prepare, and now we get to Christmas, and people forget the Christmas season goes all the way through to the baptism of the Lord. And we have an octave of Christmas as well, in which we, we celebrate with a high celebration. We have an octave of Christmas and an octave of Easter, 
We used to have one at Pentecost, which unfortunately was as we don't have anymore. But it's a celebration, a special celebration, great festivities. So those are things that we can use. Uh, but in, in my house, or the guys that live with me, we keep that Christmas tree up all the way through to the baptism of the Lord. And we don't put it up until Gaudete Sunday or thereabouts. Oh. So because you, you have ad- otherwise, you started right at the beginning and you lose a sense of Advent. So now Gaudete Sunday, last Sunday or last weekend, we put up the Christmas tree. And uh, on Monday night, we, we gathered together after dinner and we started decorating and getting things ready. Uh, for Christmas this weekend. So it's a phased in, you sort of phase in through Advent. We're looking to this. Now we get to Christmas and we keep celebrating uh, the Christmas season through until the baptism of the Lord. And there are lots of little things you can do. We 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 don't have Advent calendars for the Christmas season, but we always, as kids, we used to love, my mother would get these Advent calendars with those little doors where you could open. Sure. Kids, you know, each kid in turn. Okay, you know, I was the oldest, so I okay. Day one of Advent, I got to open it. Day two, my next brother. Day three, the next one. So then we just keep repeating it that way, and it was uh, it was wonderful because it's a way of drawing kids in. Now we don't have something like that after Christmas, but after Christmas we have all these celebrations in the liturgical calendar where that we can focus on those celebrations. And we can also do things around our house. Okay, Christmas has come. We keep the Christmas tree and the Christmas lights. One of the things we do is we take the Advent candles out and replace them with either red candles or something like that. So you have four red candles. So it symbolizes we're in a new season. Uh, I've seen that we've done them with red and sort of cream color candles or even green ones, some of the Christmas colors. So it symbolizes we're in a new season, Jesus has come. And your prayers you can use for that as well. You can make up a little prayer during the, 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 the uh, octave of Christmas. But you think about it, so we have Christmas Day. The next day, which uh, I grew up, this was something that in the Commonwealth countries we called Boxing Day. And uh, it's not celebrated here, but it's got nothing to do with the sport. It comes from the English tradition of these, these, the, the English nobility would have these large estates and the servants would take care of them, like Downton Abbey, for those of you. Give you oh, yeah, ideas. sure. And so that on Christmas Day, they would have all these fancy meals and, and the gifts. Boxing Day was when the servants had their Christmas Day. And so on Boxing Day was, comes from boxes. The, the families would box up all the, all the leftover food and box up all these gifts and give them to their servants or the, the people who butlers and people. And so that would be their Christmas day. So Boxing Day was a sort of an, a second Christmas day for those who are working on the first Christmas, day, on the actual Christmas day. I see. Bishop, that just points out so beautifully how we Catholics come December 25th, the party is just getting started, and we celebrate our faith in the coming of the Christ child in so many ways, all the way into the new year. As we end today, Bishop, can I just ask you to please impart on us a prayer and your Bishop's blessing for all those listening for this Christmas season? Certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon you all this Christmas in a special and deeper way and remain with you now and forever. And we ask this all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Bishop Peter, thank you so much for your time today and have a very blessed and Merry Christmas. And the same to you, Brenda, your family and friends and all those who are listening on Mater Day Radio. May you have a blessed Christmas and year ahead. 849 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I just love hearing Bishop Smith. It's just something about the accent. Oh, <laughs> makes me feel very proper. He classes up the place, doesn't he? He, he certainly does. You do, too. You do, too, Brenda. <laughs> hey, speaking of classing things up, I know both of us are planning on doing a little bit of shopping uh, as we get off work today, getting all the little loose ends taken care of. And if you're headed to the grocery store, you can help Catholic Radio at the same time. We're talking about the Fred Myers Community Rewards Program. And you can link your card to Matrade Radio. And as you shop and buy those items for Christmas and into the new year, you can help Catholic Radio. Just as simple as that. All you have to do is link the card to us, and you can find all the details on how to shop for the cause at MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. This is Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Alexander Sample invites you to attend a special pilgrimage to Rome to visit the heart of the church and celebrate vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This 11-day pilgrimage from September 25th through October 5th, 2024 will include stops in Siena, Florence, Assisi, and Orvieto. Pilgrims will experience private guided tours and have the opportunity to visit magnificent churches, holy places, museums, and Roman ruins. Pilgrims will also get to attend the Diaconate Ordination of American Seminarians at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome with Archbishop Sample presiding, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For more information, visit our website, archdpdx.org rome archdpdx.org rome Thank you and God bless you. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. 
Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Last check of weather, rain should taper off through the day today, and then that snow level dropping down through the day too. High this afternoon, 46. Tonight, the snow level continues to drop, and so does the temperature down to freezing, maybe what? even below freezing Yikes. tonight, Brenda. Bundle up and stay warm. Right now, rain coming down, it's uh, 42 here in the Rose City. And closing out this Friday show, here is Village Lights. Here is our hallelujah. We are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Almighty, ever-living God, we've come to worship you. Almighty, ever-living God, our Father, Spirit,
Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, wrapping up this Advent season, getting ready for Christmas with uh, Village Lights. And here is our hallelujah. Hallelujah. with Kenny Loggins. Man, my heart is sore. Isn't that fantastic? Oh, just, I think that really just puts you in a mood to just be with your family and celebrate. Indeed. Indeed it does. Oh, well, I just want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. And I don't want to get ahead of myself in a blessed Advent as well. We still have a few days of Advent left, but really just thank everybody for making 2023 an extraordinary, very special year for Mater Day Radio. And yeah, we wouldn't be here without you. 34 years going strong, and it's just, you know, it's a it's not Thanksgiving, but it is a time to be thankful. And we oh, are so thankful mm-hmm. for our listeners and their prayers. We've had a lot of challenges over the last month, haven't we? But we know with your prayers that we've been able to get through that. So thank you so much. And we just hope that you and your family had the most joyful Christmas season. And uh, remember, it is a season, not just a day. So celebrate all the way through. I'm going to celebrate all the way to the presentation, Brent. I I like doing all 40 days. You keep that up. Now, the Morning (laughs) Blend, we are going to celebrate. We will be back our next live show next Wednesday. We're taking Monday, Tuesday for the holiday. So we hope you have a very blessed Christmas.